The party with the first female vice president is now declaring war on the very essence of what it means to be female. The Democrats are pushing a modern day war on women. We'll unpack exactly what this means and how you can fight back next on Concerned Women Today. From the nation's capital, this is Concerned Women Today with Penny Young Nance, President and CEO of Concerned Women for America, the largest public policy organization for women in the nation. Here's your host, Penny Nance. Hi, I'm Penny Nance, CEO and President of Concerned Women for America. This is Concerned Women Today. The mainstream media is constantly pushing the narrative that the Democrats are the party that support all women. So why is a fully Democrat-controlled government working to erase women and put them at risk in some of the most vulnerable situations? In recent weeks, the Democrats have pushed for the deceptively named Equality Act and resurrected the Equal Rights Amendment. Both pieces of legislation put women at risk and walk back years of women's progress. Let's bring in my good friend, Senator Marsha Blackburn, who sits on the Senate Judiciary Committee and is a pro-life champion from the great state of Tennessee. Welcome, Senator Blackburn, to Concerned Women Today. Thank you so much for having me join you. And I have to tell you, Penny, there is a lot for women to be concerned about today. I was speaking with a group of reporters earlier this morning, and they asked me what I thought would be prevalent in the 2022 election cycle. And I said, look for the security moms Mm -hmm. to come back because young mothers, young women who are coming out of college, they're concerned about job security, economic security, security in their communities. They're concerned about what is going on at the border. And then they're concerned about retirement security for older adults that are in their lives. Well, that's 100% true. But, you know, the Democrats and Joe Biden have tried to position themselves as the party of women when really it's the opposite. And I think a great uh, indicator of that, something that's so indicative, was a hearing. Again, you sit on the powerful Senate Judiciary Committee, and we are so grateful you are there. You do great work on that committee. Um, But the Wall Street Journal yesterday ran an article And it quoted Mary Hansen um, talking about the so-called, and I'm using air quotes, Equality Act, which I call the Inequality Act. And Mary Hansen said uh, she's a legal expert on religious freedom. She testified, and this is from the Wall Street Journal, testified earlier this month before the Senate Judiciary Committee. She explained how much of the bill's enshrinement of sexual orientation and gender identity as protected categories under civil rights law would curtail the many activities that go on in religious buildings, in schools, in sports leagues, in hospitals, in soup kitchens, shelters, adoptions agencies, and charitable organizations. These arguably fall under the Equality Act's expanded definition of public accommodations. And then, of course, your colleague, Senator Durbin, um, always willing to be the shield, the shield for the left, called it a shield uh, behind which a practice of bigotry and discrimination can freely um, be practiced. Tell us a little bit about that. What is happening in the Senate? Well, what you are seeing happen in a 50-50 Senate, equally divided, you're seeing the left act as if they have a mandate to change the way 
that this country works to do away with our rights. And when it comes to free speech and religious liberty, freedom of the press, all of that that is embodied in the First Amendment, they are on full out attack. And what would be taken away from religious organizations or from domestic abuse shelters where I visited, I visited one this morning, or from women who are incarcerated in prisons, you would see them lose those protections in safe spaces that have been reserved specifically to women. And that's what Mary is referencing. Mm -hmm. And there are many of our abuse shelters that deal with battered women, abused women, uh, abused children are specific to gender. And they would be forced to admit a biological male who says they identify as a female. And they would then have to go about how they separate them because most of these safe spaces are a dorm type setting or a home setting. And women have needed to know that they can go there mm -hmm. and that they can retreat from the violence that has been invading not only their life, but the lives of their children. You know, it's really, it feels like 1984, right? <laughs> it's sort of Orwellian, right. yes. this idea that they're protecting women by hurting women, by taking away our uh, uniqueness, the few little set-asides that we have in business, our sports teams. And I, like you, have just a deep concern and compassion for women that are incarcerated. Earlier in my career, I worked for Chuck Colson and so did my husband at Prison Fellowship. Yes. And I learned so much about these women, many of whom have been the, the survivors of sexual assault. They've been abused and they have very complicated stories that in, in that landed them where they are. And so to further victimize them by, uh, by the way, predators will do anything to prey on victims, right? They don't care to lie. They, they don't care to say that, uh, hey, I'm actually a woman because they want access to women. It's just nonsensical that the Biden administration would fall prey to this leftist ideology that ultimately hurts women. Well, you're right about that. And there are already court cases that are being placed because you have men that have abused women when the man self-identifies as female and is placed in a fe uh, fe female prison. So the safety of these women is imperiled. Mm -hmm. Likewise, with domestic abuse shelters, there are already situations and cases where someone has self-identified as female and then you have someone who will endanger women and children. And think about our, our daughters and granddaughters who are wanting to compete in sports and they would be forced to compete against a biological male. Mm -hmm. Take a young woman who is competing in STEM activities right. and trying to get a college scholarship in a STEM field. If somebody self-identifies as female, 
then they are all of a sudden they're going to have to um, compete against them. And I had a friend the other day say, you know, what is so egregious about this? Let's say that there is a, a young man who is just not at the level of getting that college scholarship on the guys track team. And the parents say, hey, if you want to identify as female for four years and get that scholarship, we'll support you in that. Mm -hmm. Think about that. Think about the doors that you open to things that we would have considered to be something that no one would do. Right, right. And, you know, again, we say follow the science on this. We have actually at Concerned Women for America, Senator linked arm linked arms with self-identified radical feminists who um, are self-described uh, many are lesbians, bisexual. That they are so upset about what's happened to Title Ten. They've joined forces with us, and it's been a really great um, coalition. And we're working working very strongly together and will continue. I would also add that your governor, Governor Lee from Tennessee, just signed um, legislation protecting women's sports in, uh, I think it's, you know, elementary school, high school. There's not one for college yet. We're hoping that happens. But this is happening all over the country. There's there's about 30 states that are right now considering legislation. So this is going to be ongoing and we'll continue talking about it. But I do want to talk to you about what's happening at the border. You know a lot about that and talk about, again, the idea that the Biden administration is compassionate and protecting women and children is ludicrous when we look at what's happening there. Well, you're right about that. And having been to the border and it was five years ago that I first went into one of these facilities that was housing children. And I came back and said, we have to do something about cleaning this situation up. And my friends across the aisle said, oh, you just are complaining because it's an Obama policy. I said, no, I'm complaining because what I saw was wrong. And if we are going to have this DACA uh, issue, which of course that was an executive order, that is not US law. Deferred action for childhood arrivals, executive order by President Obama. But I said, you know, we have to clean up these facilities. Well, President Trump cleaned them up. He secured the border. And now President Biden decided to just rescind all the Trump policies. But what you are seeing right now, Penny, the cartels are making more money trafficking human beings Mm -hmm. than they are trafficking drugs. So everybody that is coming across is having to pay the cartel. So you will be given a bracelet, a colored bracelet. It says this person has paid their fee to the cartel. If you have not paid your fee, but you've got to go to work for the cartel to pay your fee, and we call this indentured servitude, Mm -hmm. Then you have a different color bracelet and it is GPS tracking in that. So they will find you. But this is why you see the impact into sex trafficking, Mm -hmm. human trafficking, gangs, labor crews. This is what is driving it, is the trafficking of these individuals coming into the country. And right now, it is mostly young males 
that are coming in. The cartels have actually set their hubs up in the U.S. because they are surveilling. They know where the Border Patrol is not watching the border. They're pushing their cartel leaders across in those places. They're coming into the country. They're setting up these hubs for sex trafficking rings. This is something very dangerous for women, for children, for our families. This is so disturbing to yes. me. And um, we're, you know, the fact that the Obama, or excuse me, the Biden Harris administration has locked out reporters, and apparently a lot of reporters are just fine with it because they don't really want to report what's happening. Um, but it's a very sophisticated system that the cartels have pulled together. Yes. So what what's the action item, Senator? All the people that are listening and that are just heartbroken about what you're saying. What is what's the messaging? back to the Biden administration on this. The, the messaging back to the Biden administration is put the Trump protocols back in place. And this is what all of the border patrols say. If you would put the remain in Mexico policy back in place, the third safe country back in place with those asylum protocols, if you would end catch and re release and if you go back to building the wall, what do Border Patrol tell us? They need three things. They need a wall, they need technology, and they need more boots on the ground. They've been saying that for decades. So finish the wall. Right now, the wall has gaping holes in it. They've already cut roads in the mountainside to build this wall. If we're not using those roads to patrol that wall, the cartel is going to be using those roads to bring in illegal aliens. They're going to use it for trafficking human beings. And we need to make certain we close those routes. Well, there is nothing compassionate about this policy. That's right. That's and, right. and so the, the idea that somehow this is pro-woman, pro-child, pro-family. It is absolutely anathema. It's the opposite. Um, we have just one more minute, Senator. I want to respect your time, and we are just so grateful. You are just such a, a, a great example to young women. And as you know, we have Young Women for America chapters around the country and just such a growing part of our organization. And I just would love to ask you, just as sort of your last word here, any advice you have for them as they're starting out their career, graduation for college and high schools just around the corner. Many of them are setting out on their careers. You have had such an amazing, accomplished career, starting out as a book salesman, which I, I we could do a whole show on that. I think that's fascinating. What yes. word would you give them advice as they start to build their career, their family? Um, what would you say to them? Penny, you know, I've written a lot. I've even written books about conservative women and what yes. they face. So never let anyone diminish you. And as a conservative female, people will try to discriminate against you, to diminish you, to tell you that you are wrong. Just uh, don't let them do that. Don't accept that criticism and call them out. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it's important to say, look, you don't uh, want to hear my voice because you don't want that diversity of thought. Right. But tell them, you know, the left and remember this. 
The left does not like free thinking, independent women. The left wants you to conform and submit to their agenda. You are smarter than that. And so go about your life knowing you are smarter than that. Mm, I love that. Well said. I love your books. Um, so people who want to follow all the great stuff you're doing, where's the best place for them to follow what, what's happening? They're going to find me online at Marsha Blackburn. Great. Well, Senator, thank you. You are thank a pro-life hero and an inspiration and God bless you. We'll be working alongside you and let us know anything. Extra. Oh, I loved your I appreciate message. you guys. Y'all are just the best. Keep thank up the you. great work. As a two-sport varsity athlete, I ran track in middle school and in high school. I've been playing tennis since the third grade. As a former athlete, access to women's sports through Title IX has changed my life. For decades, previous women before me have fought for equality and equal opportunity. And with recent extreme legislation, that undoes all their hard work. Title IX's purpose to protect females across the nation is being stripped away by the left. Undermining Title IX would teach generations of young women like me that their best would never be good enough. I've trained with young men my entire life, and I can personally test the biological and physical differences between young men and young women. I may be strong, but it's no match for a man's strength. As biological men are taking championship spots away from females, we find ourselves in a desert of lost dreams. So protect women's sports. Protect women's sports. Stand up for Title IX. Young Women for America is calling on the NCAA to protect women. Join us. Contact the NCAA with this simple message. Biological males do not belong in women's sports. Call 317-917-6222. Welcome back to Concerned Women Today. We were just speaking with Senator Marsha Blackburn and I referenced in our conversation our Young Women for America college chapters and she was giving them some great advice. But, you know, I, as the National Director for Young Women for America, Annabelle Rutledge, I would love to just hear from you. I mean, what's going on in the minds of these young women as they're up against this, you know, false narrative that they're not unique, that women are not women, that their rights really don't matter. Yeah, well, first of all, I'm honored to be in such a star lineup here That's with right. the speakers that I just followed <laughs> on this podcast. Um, yeah, I mean, I think for so many of our girls, I mean, what they're experiencing is living in the absence of reality. Yeah, <laughs> They're being told, I mean, we're being told that the most basic thing about who we are, our biology, mm -hmm. is wrong. And what do you do with that? And that's kind of the reality that they're in right now. And I was just pulling up when the South Dakota bill was not yet, had not yet had the drama around it, had not been signed or sent back at this point. Mm -hmm. We asked our Young Women for America leader from South Dakota to, you know, give a statement about it. And, you know, her statement is as simple as, please pass this bill because biological men do not belong in women's sports. And it just kind of struck me. It sounds so simple, but the reality is that the just reality is being flipped on its head. Yeah. And how do you work with them? It's that? mind bending, right? It's <laughs> yeah. 1984 Orwellian doublespeak in which a woman's not a woman. Uh, women have periods, uh, sorry, men have periods, men give birth, you, you're not unique, exactly. you're not essential, you don't deserve special protection because of vulnerabilities that only women experience. 
Um, and, but it's it's really so detrimental to women in general. But I do really feel for this younger generation who not only are being disadvantaged, but they're not even allowed to speak up. Mm-hmm. And I think that's also the cognitive dissonance that they're feeling on campus, specifically our Young Women for America leaders, right? Mm-hmm. Because they're also dealing with the issue of being pro-life, standing up for women that are being sexually exploited, children that are being sexually exploited. They're dealing with all these different issues. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, so they have liberal people on campus who are telling them feminists Mm -hmm. who are you know raging on about what women deserve and what we're not being given and the patriarchy Mm -hmm. and then to turn around on this issue and have to convince these same people that it's worth it for women to be able to come to compete in women's only sports or it's worth it to have a domestic violence shelter that is dedicated to women only or that Mm -hmm. women should feel safe in their own bathrooms. Mm-hmm. It's it's confusing. <laughs> yeah. Well, can you speak a little bit about the cancel culture? Because I, I think what's new, I mean, certainly there's always been liberal ideology, and I was reminded recently that, uh, you know, again, this is showing my age, back in 19, I think it was 1995, when I was at the Beijing Women's Conference mm-hmm. for the UN, this issue came up. And it was being discussed, but it just seemed so crazy. It hadn't made its way into the mainstream at all. What has changed is now not only is it mainstream left, mainstream leftist ideology, I think, you know, I think we can still pretty safely say the vast majority of Americans think this is ridiculous, but it's, it's mainstream leftist ideology, but it's, it's become weaponized, mm-hmm. right? And so for a young woman to stand on a college campus and say, I believe that life begins at conception and we should can protect life from conception and natural death, or to say a biological woman has unique needs, we're created in God's image, we deserve respect and we are unique, has become so mm-hmm. counter counterculture in these like bastions of leftist thought that they are persecuted. I mean, that's really the word, I think. It is It is persecution. It's viewpoint discrimination, which turns into, at times, I mean, we visited a student at Berkeley's campus that it, it was physical persecution being mm-hmm. beat up. But yeah, the idea of cancel culture, um, I think the only way to beat it is exactly what our Young Women for America leaders are doing, which is essentially refusing to be canceled. You can only be canceled insofar as you refuse to continue speaking up. And they're not doing it. They're they're not going to be canceled. And, of course, there are, I I mean, there are avenues. We just recently had someone deny business opportunity to us based on our political views. So there are certain things that are inherently we might not have access to. But as long as we have the ability to use our voices, don't stop. And Mm -hmm. I feel like I learn from our Young Women for America Mm -hmm. leaders as I watch them with boldness, with grace, with courage, as they continue to speak up on these issues. Talking about the left and their council culture is honestly ironic. I mean, Penny, you mm-hmm. know we experienced yes. some, some um, just a lot during the Kavanaugh. I think sure. of the Kavanaugh specifically, and I think of the term gender traitor. And mm-hmm. I, I tweeted today, actually, I don't condone, condone the term gender traitor. I laugh when someone calls me that. But come on, if mm-hmm. I was going to use that phrase, it's going to be about people, women, mm-hmm. who are allowing young women to lose out on scholarships and competition for biological males. I mean, where, where are our feminist friends at fighting for, for women? 
And, and we do have some of them. And, yes. and I hope that those, those you know, our Young Women for America leaders who aren't giving up and those people who, who might be feminists, who might mm-hmm. differ from us on so many different issues, but are willing to stand up on these issues, that that small bit will be enough to, to curb cancel culture right to some ship. degree. And I think that it is. Well, I just want to thank you and congratulate you. You are just in charge of a growing program, a growing group of women in which you are giving them community, you're giving them voice, you're educating them on the issues and giving them really the the ability to speak into it in a way that's winsome and brings people to their side. And that's what we have to do. So, Annabelle Rutledge, thank you. Welcome to Concern uh, Women Today. And you're doing a great job and we'll definitely have you back. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have today. Thank you for joining us on Concern Women Today. If you'd like to have more information about Concerned Women for America, come to our website, ConcernedWomen.org, and follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Have a great day. Concerned Women Today is a ministry of Concerned Women for America, the nation's largest public policy women's organization. For more information, visit ConcernedWomen.org.